have you recovered from the party yet? Yes, just about. That was a. It was good fun. It was good, wasn't it? It was hard work. It was. It was. It was hard work. I was exhausted yeah. after that. The party afterwards, though, that was good, though. The after party. The after party. <laughs> <laughs> that me and you. That me and you had when I. Yeah, when you left very quickly after the podcast <laughs> and went. I'll see you the inside of Christmas. Yeah, because I had a gym party. Gym party. A, a gym, gym session. Gym party. I used to go to school with him. <laughs> he was a cracking lad. Jim Barty was. So. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know he was on our party last week. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so you recovered from that? Just about, yeah. Good. It was good, wasn't it? It was very good fun. We had, yeah, we had lots of good feedback from that as well. Are we doing another next year? Yes. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. So, um, yeah, for anyone who, who, who missed last week, we had, a, we had a bit of a Christmas party, didn't we? Where yeah. we invited lots and lots of previous guests. We on. had in front of us a wall of faces on Zoom. We did. Um yeah, it was good fun. You know all these um, audience participation shows that they have now that aren't audience participation because you can't have an audience. Yeah, and so they put up screens of people who were watching. Yeah, the, it was the, like the, that. The, it was, did you see the Royal Variety performance? A little bit of it. Jason yeah. Manford was like talking to TVs. Yeah, like loads of them. I know. It's well, it was like that last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I felt like Jason Manford. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is the, the last podcast of 2020. We are kicking 2020 into touch hallelujah yeah i mean yeah i'm so glad it's coming to an end yeah. not the podcast obviously oh that's not coming to no. an end um but the year the year is yeah. isn't it i think Thank everybody God. is going to be glad to see the back end of this year yeah yeah so, definitely. Uh, yeah so this is our last podcast of 2020 uh, we'll be back in the new year um yep. i've got a surprise for you scott okay um you know on a previous week i gave you some sunglasses when we went to la yes yeah and you weren't expecting that Yes. Um, I've got your little surprise. Oh, thank you. This right. is an envelope. Yep. With my name on it. Am I opening it? You can open it, yep. Yeah. Okay. It's been a big week for Scott this week. Oh. I'm not good at opening envelopes. I love the sound of ripping paper. <laughs> so, uh, it says, a handmade card just to say... Congratulations on the new job with yes. a Christmas tree. Yes, the Christmas tree inside it was left over from the Christmas cards that I've been hand making. <laughs> so you know, I've been hand making Christmas cards this year. Yes, I've got some surplus cards. Okay, and and festive festive things. So I thought I'd make you a little card that says congratulations on the new job because you landed a new job this week. Yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster week. It has. Yeah, and I'm really proud of you, mate. I'm proper proud of you. Thank you. So I thought I will put all of my pride into that card. Um, <laughs> I love it. Just says uh, <laughs> it's a handmade card. Just to say, is that one of those folded pieces of card that you bought the other week? Yeah, that you made reference. Three folded. You can, you can see the, you know, the the, the quality. It's very of the card, well folded, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. Thick, isn't it? Thick. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and the and the Christmas tree was just, uh, yeah, surplus bit of Christmas ah, tree. I like it. Do you like that? Yeah, thank it's you. All yours. Congratulations. Thank you. What have we got coming up this week, mate? We have another guest we on do. the end of a Zoom line. We do. Uh, we shall introduce for the moment. Yeah, we'll have more. Very, 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 very important news. We have, but we're giving it a festive makeover this time. Yeah. Because we're still festive. We're still so, within the 12 days of Christmas. Yes, we are. Yeah. We are, which we broke down last week. 364 gifts yeah. in total. And one day off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we're, we, we've given the very, very, very important news section a bit of a festive makeover. That's coming up. We've got listener comments because we still keep getting them in. Who else? And another mug. A mug. Oh, sorry. And you meant Mr. Whist- Mr. Whistfield? <laughs> Mr. Whistfield. <laughs> Mr. Whitfield. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Whitfield will be back. We don't know what form he'll be back in. But he'll be back. He'll be back, as always. Yeah. Well, as you rightly said, we've got another mug to give away. We've got a decision to make. Yeah. That's what we've got coming up. So, yeah. should we introduce our guest? I think we should. I can see her online. She's smiling, <coughs> which suggests that we're still connected. <laughs> and uh, it's the perfect guest this week because. Because it's the end of the year, we might have eaten too much, you know, over the festive period. Might be a bit of turkey tummy going on. Yeah. Um, and there might be a bit of post-Christmas blues going off as well. Um, you know, it's been a tough time. Um, people might be feeling a bit flat yep. after a long, difficult year. So we've got the perfect guest for this time of year. Who is it? It's Lucy Evans, right? So Lucy Evans is amazing. She's a fitness trainer. She's a yoga teacher. She focuses on health and well-being. She does a load of online classes. She never used to do this. She'll tell us the story, right? She okay. does a load of online classes. She does one-to-one sessions with people. She does dietary consultations. So if you have eaten a bit too much stodge, she'll tell you not you to eat the stodge. Exactly. <laughs> and she does loads of weight loss coaching programs and things like that as well. So uh, uh, are you still there, Lucy? Are you going to join us? I'm here. 
Hello. Thank you so much for having me. No it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, Lucy. Thank you so much for taking a bit of time out and joining us. Are you all good? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, really excited to be here. Amazing. Oh, it's, it, we're, we're delighted to have you on. Thank you so much. Tell us one positive from this year, Lucy. Um, One positive. So for me, it has actually been really positive in terms of uh, moving my business online because that's something that I have been wanting to do for quite some time not completely online but you know I've, I've wanted to have that as an, an element of my business and obviously with the whole situation it became a necessity so it's kind of forced me yeah. to to take that jump and take that leap um, which is a really good thing brilliant seeing the positives out of a, a dark year it's been a grim year, hasn't it? Yeah. But absolutely, there are always positives mm. to, to, to be had out of it. And, and like you say, it's a challenge, isn't it? When you've got a business established in the way that you had it and you were giving classes face-to-face to people to then go, all right, well, the source of my income is now challenged. Um, mm. And it's a big effort to put it all online, isn't it? Mm. So, yeah, uh, well, it, I mean, it is in many ways, but actually, surprisingly, it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. And I think when you're in that situation where you have no choice, you just get on with it, don't you? And you just adapt and you do it. And then you kind of realise that maybe what you'd built up to be quite a big thing isn't as big as you might have imagined. Isn't that always That's the case? That's a very good point. Isn't that yeah. always the case? You know, we worry about these things are going to be worse than we think. And then when, once we actually take the leap and do it. Yeah. It's surprising how adaptable we actually are. Isn't it just? Mm. Isn't it just? Yeah. There is one other thing about Lucy that we haven't mentioned yet. And any any loyal listeners over this particular season will realise that we have our little giveaway section as well, where yeah. we give a mug away, like we spoke about a few minutes ago. Yep. Um, I mean, Lucy does a brilliant job, but the most important thing about Lucy, aside from what she does, is she's a previous mug winner. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what was that so, like, Lucy? I mean, uh, uh, when I when so, I was fishing for the tell us a positive out of your year, I was hoping that you come back with the fact that you won a mug. Oh well, I was saving that for later, Rob. That was going to be like the the you know the big news for later. Because as you know, I'm really really pleased with my mug. I'm very pleased with my mug. Is it arrived? It's not got stuck in the yeah, post. Yeah, no, it, it arrived. I I sent Rob a photograph of me and my mug. Oh. Um, yeah, just it's had lots of use, lots of. Cups of tea and coffee have been made in the mug. Um, and it's, yeah, it's now just like a part of the family, really. <laughs> <laughs> that, so Lucy won because she was going around gluing items in her house. That's basically it, yeah. yeah. With so, a hot glue gun. With a hot glue gun, yeah. But now that just makes me sound like a complete nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> just going around randomly gluing things in my house. I, my I think in fairness... Gun. That's think, the image I had in yeah, my head. Yeah. <laughs> I think in it's fairness, not far off, Scott, I have to say. Well, the, the, the only reason we've concluded that is because of the message that you did leave. So if... <laughs> yes, indeed. indeed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so thanks very much, Lucy. Thanks for joining us. And, and we will kind of pick through everything that you do do in a little bit more detail because you do some amazing stuff and uh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you with us so thanks thanks for taking the time um we always start off with this little bit don't we we do and we like to check in and just see where everybody's heads at yours mine and our guests as well yeah and it's called where's your head at where's your head at yeah it's not difficult this is it are you gonna start this week as in ask you or are yeah, you gonna I'll, ask no me? i'll ask you all right okay yeah yeah i'm exhausted you're exhausted. I'm absolutely exhausted. Long it's Christmas. Been, it's been a long year and a long Christmas. Well, yeah, it's just been tough, hasn't it? Yeah. And I think I think it's been a, it's a hard time for everybody. Yeah. And and you know I, I don't like to use superlatives and things like everybody and all uh, because they get overused. But it literally has been a hard time for everybody. Yeah. And then the other day with the new announcements as well, like yeah. tier four, another tier. Another tier, another another brand, if you like, of yeah. coronavirus, which is a little bit different and a bit more aggressive than the first one, and it's just fearful. And yeah, yeah you take all these feeds in, and I, I am I'm exhausted. It's been a long year, mm. but I'm positive as well because you know it's, it's. I found myself being a bit emotional this week um, because I'm tired. Um, you know, it just has a play in your emotions, doesn't it? And and I think that's got to me a little bit this week. I try to just restrict my access to the news, but it's it's. I must admit, it started to bug me a little bit this week. So yeah. it's been it's been a bit of a tiresome week. But um, I think it, it's what it does emphasise is the need for loved ones and the need for family and and the need for a positive outlook more than more than ever. Yeah. Uh, and that's where my attention is at the moment. It should be at Christmas anyway, but even more so this year. Yeah. So what about you, mate? What about your head? Uh, it's been very up and down, I guess. Yeah, you've had a bit of a stressful week. <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, there was a day when it was very stressful and work-wise yeah so in the job that i do and the next day i was going to go it I, the week before i'd applied for a job got an interview something i wanted to do so i was going to go in and hand my notice in because i had this like really bad day yeah um and then so the next day after that after i'd had my interview and i got told that i'd hear back Ooh. would be either leaving work without another job ouch or leaving work with the job that I wanted. Okay, yeah. So it's put, you had two polar episodes. Yeah, so it could have been really good or not knowing what the hell I was going to do. Right, okay. And it luckily turned out for the better one. Because I gave you that card that said congratulations on your new job. So yeah. I've almost kind of hinted at what happened. Yeah, so I got the new job and... <laughs> uh, you know, I sold my car. Yeah. Got a new car today as well. Oh. Because I've got the new job. So it's kind of all happened very quickly and it's quite scary, but it's good. But it's good. Yeah. So you're, so you're, in, a, you're in a better spot than you could have been. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Congratulations, mate. I made up for you. Thank you. Lucy, Lucy. Can, we, can we fire over to you and ask where your head is at? You can, yes. And, and just to say, I really love this part of the podcast and I really oh. love the way that you're honest about how you're feeling. I think that's really important. Um, and so... I mean, much the same as you, Rob, it's kind of been, it is exhausting, this kind of run up to Christmas. Mm. Um, and in my line of work, like many other people, it, it's one of the kind of like busiest times of the year, because obviously I need to prepare for after Christmas and January when everyone's going to want to think about getting fit. Um, and then there's the uncertainty over, you know, how we're going to do that. And if it's going to be face to face online or a combination of both. So there's yeah. a lot being going on there um combined with the fact that i am a mother with two young children who are now off school um and obviously christmas is one of the busiest times of year yeah. um but also a time when i think naturally in this part of the world we should be slowing down you know it's it's winter we just had the the solstice the winter solstice and really i think naturally what we we should be doing is kind of taking things easy, but but that's not how it works, is it? Everything <laughs> speeds up. So yeah. yeah, we should be winding down, but we're not, are we? Because it's kind of speeding up in a way, isn't it? In a Everything's way. just happening quicker and quicker. Yeah, it's like that lockdown that was put in in place for tier four. It was that night. Yeah, it's where it was recently we've had two days notice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, people literally just getting news and then having to do something straight away yeah it makes it even harder it's like the schools have just been thrown into turmoil because the day before they all broke up from school they were they, they said when you come back on the 4th of january whatever day it is you've got to have everybody tested and oh, yeah. you've got to be testing the teenagers and well, how do you get that infrastructure in place in that amount of time during With, a christmas break? without being in school without being in school and it's, they're not all going back at the same time either now no no so, so i think every industry sector is just under pressure at the moment i wouldn't want to be a lorry driver at the moment no or, or working in, you know, international transport or freight at the moment. Yeah. I think, you know, we just have to recognise it really with everybody. It's it's a difficult, difficult time of year. But as as we're trying to pick through with this, it's it's find the positives in something, you know. They don't always have to be big positives, do they? Mm. It can be little things. Yeah. Um, the little so, things are what get you through. Yeah. It's your scale of appreciation, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what what have you appreciated this week, Lucy? Something, that, something little. It doesn't have to be massive. Just something little that you've appreciated um, this week. Something little, do you know what? I had a really nice day yesterday. Yeah. I went out with the kids. We went out into um, our local town and had a little look at the Christmas lights. Yeah. Um, and we got some food. There was this kind of like outdoor street food market type thing, which was all very well, you know, well done yeah. in terms of social distancing and all the rest of it. So it was, it made it all very easy very safe and it was just nice it was really simple you know mm. and it was I think um what I'm what I've sort of tried to do and I think this is probably true of many of us is kind of like really lower my expectations <laughs> <laughs> and whereas often we're expecting to be doing these amazing fun things and you know that's just not happening this year and so um it's just taking pleasure like you say in the simple things and just it was just nice to go out and just have that sort of Christmassy feeling with the lights and then come home and after the kids were in bed I lit a fire um yeah. got a, a log burner um because as I mentioned before it was a winter solstice so it's just really nice to just sit 
on my own in the peace and quiet with um, fire burning. And it was just beautiful and yeah. really pleasant. Mm. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Isn't it? It's the yeah. little things. Yeah. And that it goes back to what you said before about slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. You need to. Yeah. It's a beautiful day today. It's really sunny, and it's the first time we've done this podcast here. I think this season with sun outside, and it's the rain's usually hammering on the window. It, it really is. But I, I woke up this morning. It was it was blue skies. I was a bit upset last night because I wanted to see uh, I wanted to see Saturn and Jupiter because yes. they're merging, aren't they? And I wanted to really wanted to see that, and yeah. uh, there was this huge bed of cloud, and you couldn't see a thing. Yeah. And now we're never going to see it. I think we still. I think you might be able to get a glimpse tonight because really? they're not suddenly gone miles apart just within <laughs> within like twenty four hours. The universe is pretty big. I reckon they're still quite close tonight uh, okay so i'm hopeful of that yeah. if, if you go out tonight and they're just like massively <laughs> something's gone wrong there's a huge dis- <laughs> but is it like it's every like 400 years isn't it or something stupid i think like it's that? longer than that isn't it i think it's i, I don't know exactly yeah, i've heard conflicting reports on how long it is since the last time it happened the christmas star isn't it they call yeah, it that's what they reckon yeah it's behind that story yeah so, but I woke up this morning, it was clear and it was blue sky and it was sunny and there was frost on my car and I'm like, they're my favourite mornings, you know, when it's cold and crisp and yeah. so I appreciated that this morning, just a little bit of frost and yeah. what about you? Uh, I think me and Holly finally decided to go out for just a little bite to eat for the first time since probably January, February. Amazing. So, it was nipped into town, we actually just got out of the house for a, yeah. a couple of hours in the evening. Oh, lovely. So, yeah, that was what I appreciated. Yeah, good. It's a little thing sometimes. Mm. It's a little things. Good. Um, Lucy, tell us a little bit more about you then and what you do and, and why you do what you do. Okay, so I guess about, it was probably about, well, 20 years ago when I was in my early 20s, I was studying for my degree, which was completely unrelated to what I do now. It was in media production management. Yeah. And at the time, I was kind of like looking for something to do, like some kind of form of exercise. I didn't really know what. But um, I stumbled across a a martial arts class um, and went along to have a look. And from that moment on, I was completely hooked. And I started going to the class and training three times a week and just got really, really into it really, really quickly. And then before long... I had travelled out to Indonesia, which was the the place of its origin, this particular art. Um, and then after about a year, I started teaching classes myself. So that's kind of how it started for me. But it, it began as kind of like my a, a hobby, if you like, yeah. um, back in those early days. So, you, so you, you found a new hobby, something that was totally different to your degree. You were doing media production and all that sort of stuff. So you found a little release from that, um, yeah. loved it, three times a week, trained, went over to Indonesia. Whereabouts did you go? Um, we went to East Java. Oh, amazing. So um, up into, there's a, a, a region, the Bromo. There's a, I don't know if you've heard of it. There's a, a yeah. volcano. It's called Mount Bromo. Um, it's really high up in the mountains, and it's absolutely stunning. It's such a beautiful part of the world. Um, and it's a bit otherworldly, really. And it's a kind of, you know, a, a tiny little village, like I said, really high up in the mountains, um, where people live a very, very simple life. So... Yeah. Yeah, amazing place. And that's where you learn all the all the techniques then, and you learn all about the art form. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. That was where the the kind of origin of the art and where we used to go. And it was just kind of a big part of it was obviously being in in nature and in that particular um, setting, and just living that very very simple life. So you know, we've already talked about today how you know sometimes it's the little things and how we've been forced to sort of slow down and and lower our, our expectations and I think when you do that and when you're when I used to go over to Indonesia and, and live in this very simple simple way for a couple of weeks you do you just kind of you're forced to slow down and to change and to let go of things often you know stress and stuff like that and it does it does make a big difference when you just simplify things yeah yeah I think it's it's like when you said you went to Sri Lanka and you stayed in that hotel yeah and that was the most relaxed you've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. I think just being outdoors does that for you. Because even when you go camping, time feels like it's going slower. It does, yeah. Yeah. It does. You strip yourself away of all the noise and all the all the busyness and, and you appreciate the finer things, don't yeah, you? Definitely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that little eco lodge in Sri Lanka was at the back at the, the back end of a three week 
kind of stay in the middle of nowhere, in in in, in the middle of you know, just a stayed in a little corrugated hut in the middle of the jungle for three weeks, and it yeah. just it cleanses you, doesn't it? But in a similar way to Indonesia does. Mm. I've always said travel east. If you're going to travel, travel east. You just tend to get a different perspective <laughs> than if you travel west. Um, so uh, so what happened after that then, Lucy? So you know you, you became an instructor, but that's different to what you're doing now. What what kind yeah, of led you down the yeah, route that you're doing now? I I really kind of like I said, I got really into this um, this particular style of training, and it had a real sort of impact on me and on my life. I'd had a, a quite a difficult childhood. I'd left home when I was 16. Um, I'd lost my younger sister to cancer when I was 19 and you know all of that was really sort of traumatic yeah. um, and in some ways maybe it could be said that I was on a bit of a sort of um, pathway to sort of self-destruct um, mm. and then I sort of discovered this and it made such a difference to how I felt about myself so um, it did make me feel sort of fitter and healthier yeah and it just really the the sort of increase in my confidence and then just how other people, other people's reactions towards me changed as well in a really positive way. Cause you know, obviously it, it all comes from, from you, doesn't it? From yourself. So I was doing that in my spare time, but then I was still kind of like I said, I was finishing off my degree in media production. Um, and then I w- then went on to, you know, to get a job and I was still doing all of my training in my spare time, which you know, when you've got a, a nine to five, that is often not just a nine to five, but a nine to eight or nine. Or something. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. You don't have much spare time, do you? So, so that's what I was doing. And then I guess I got to the point where I thought, this is crazy. You know, I'm just working all the time in a job that I'm not really feeling is really for me. Yeah. For various different reasons. So I then thought, okay, so why don't I um, train as a personal trainer? So then I can start to actually make a living from doing what I love. So that's what I did. Amazing. And then back in 2012, I think you had a bit of a setback. Am I right on that? Weren't you diagnosed with with, with something back in 2012, which which changed your perspectives again a little bit? Yes, indeed. So, I mean, there's quite a lot that happened around that time. So I think I, I got my personal trainer qualification around 2010. Yeah. Um, and I then went on to become pregnant with my first child. So there was a bit of stop starting around that. So and then my, when my son was born, like you say, in 2012, I, I became very ill. Um, probably when he was about six months old, I, I got really ill and, and I didn't know why. I mean, first of all, I just put it down to the fact that I just had a baby and mm. I was absolutely exhausted. But I thought, well, that's what happens when you have a baby, isn't it? <laughs> um, and then it clearly you know, it got to the point where it was clearly more than that. So I was going, you know, back and forth from the doctors, but only to be told that, you know, you've got um, postnatal depression, you need to take these antidepressants. And, Mm. and I kind of knew in my heart of hearts that that wasn't, wasn't the problem. Right. Um, And then that went on for quite a few months until one time I was sat in front of the doctor. I'd actually gone in with my son actually for, for my son and the doctor took one look at me and he said, you're not very well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so then he kind of set the set the ball rolling and I started having some, some proper tests. And very quickly it came back that I had two very large tumours in my chest. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, underwent a whole load of tests and biopsies. And, and it turned out that I had um, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, which is cancer of the lymphatic system. Right. And you were young to have that. I was um, I was thirty five when I received my diagnosis, mm. and actually, it's very common. I mean, it's a it's a rare type of cancer. Yeah, but it is um, one of those cancers that is does affect younger people. So actually, the age range is from nineteen to thirty five. So I was just on the upper end oh, okay. of right. the age range for contracting that kind of cancer. Crikey. And what impact did that have on you? We can all assume the impact that that had as a young mum. But yeah, what? how did that affect you? What impact did that have on you and on your life? Yeah, I mean, it was, as you can imagine, it was devastating. Um, it was completely shocking, you know. I mean, by the time I got the, the diagnosis, obviously, I'd been through a whole load of tests and, and I knew something was wrong and, and all the, it was pointing towards lymphoma. So, but but prior to that you know I'd always been really fit and healthy I wasn't and I was young like you say so I certainly 
was not expecting that to happen at all. It was it was totally shocking. Um, it was very, very difficult in terms of having such a young child. Um, you know, it, it's hard work, as you know, looking yeah. after children. Um, and I was in and out of hospital and I was having chemotherapy. Luckily, I did have family nearby who were, you know, I, I don't know what I would have done without them, mm. just to know that someone, you know, that my son was in safe hands. But I think the thing that I found the toughest was the uncertainty about my future and, and whether or not I was going to be around for my son. And that was just like, yeah, just devastating, really. But you're all fit and healthy now, Lucy. Yeah, no, I'm all good. I mean, obviously, it's been... Um, a long road but it's what where, where are we now it's 2020 isn't it how could I forget still originally it's 2020 <laughs> yeah, so, I mean I went it, it felt like forever at the time but I went through um I was di- I received my diagnosis and I had yeah about five or six months of really intensive chemotherapy which was really really tough but and then I you know after that I was fine and touch wood I've been fine ever since but in some ways the hardest part or you know hard in a different way was the the recovery post cancer and post chemo because once you've Mm. you know you've been through that sort of traumatic situation and you've then had all of the treatment and you've been in the system in terms of the, the hospital and the doctors and then you're kind of like out the other end of it but the impact of that is just it's like you just really take a battering not just from the cancer but from the chemo as well for me it felt like I just lost myself everything had changed it's like I'd had my personality had been taken away from me what with the stress and the trauma and the illness and the treatment so it was really really a long sort of road to recovery and that's where my work came in so helpful to me and what I do now and and that's what's brought me to where I am now if that makes sense yeah that's exactly you've kind of interpreted my next question on that really you know the 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 process of recovering from that we focus on the recovery don't we but like you say it's that post-recovery period that is as troublesome as difficult if not more difficult because you've beat you've beaten the battle if you like but then your life is impacted in such a way and how do you then see that through how how do you how do you how do you make the plans moving forward after everything else has changed Um, it's it's a traumatic life event in many respects isn't it yeah Uh, so that is that's why you now do what you do now as effectively as you do because of all of that experience and all that background that you have yeah I mean that it's kind of all come about in a slightly convoluted way so after having the cancer all I wanted was to be as healthy as I could be so that I could be around for my son like I said the the thing that was the most scary for me was having just had a, a child who you know obviously was my my whole world at that point and then the fear of not being here for him so I kind of made it my mission yeah. to become just as healthy as I could possibly be and Part of that for me was I did a lot of research into the best way to eat and started learning so much. And it's like it's really interesting because actually it's like a bit of a rabbit hole once you start Mm. looking into these things and and really sort of going deep and learning. Um, And then I started to sort of implement changes to my diet. And again, it it was something that had forced me to slow down. You know, I wasn't able to carry on working at that time and and it was a long time until I could but it really forced me to stop and look at myself and and just do whatever I could do to make myself as healthy as possible yeah um and then of course another side of that was that I was told that because I'd had the chemotherapy I wouldn't be able to have any more children but I did actually go on to have my daughter a few years later so that was and I and I'll, I'll never know for sure but I do believe that the, some of the changes that I implemented in terms of my diet and my lifestyle may right. have, you know, had some kind of impact on that. That's amazing. I guess when you go through something like that, put things in perspective, I guess. So what, like you say, you weren't particularly enjoying what you did as a job. You know, you didn't want to go back into that and get into that stressful mind frame again. Yeah. You need to go and do what's right for you. Kind Definitely, of yeah. With all of that knowledge that you've got and those lived experiences that you've got, um, that are so valuable and so important. What insights can you offer people who have been struggling, obviously with different stories and different challenges this year, not necessarily the same uh, challenges that you've had, but we've all faced stuff this year. What from your experiences could you say to help them through what's happening now? Without a doubt, you know, the most 
valuable thing that we can have is our health mm. um, and obviously our families as well. Um, and and when I talk about health, there's there's a lot of different things that that kind of come under that category. So obviously there's health in terms of fitness um, and keeping ourselves active. There's um, what we put into our bodies, what we eat, but also um, our mental health and how we look after ourselves and, and just trying to, yeah, take away those stresses. And like you said, Scott, just identifying what works for you. And if, and if it's not, if you're not doing something, if you're not doing a job that makes you happy, and I know it's not always as simple as this, but sometimes your own kind of, mental health is much more important than however much you're getting paid as as we all know don't we so true completely agree yeah how's this year been for you then lucy dealing with everything that we've all had to deal with do you know what it's just been it's so hard to to really explain it because it's (laughs) yeah it's just been crazy it's just like who would have thought we would have experienced this yeah but like like you said earlier scott that we are so adaptable and we do you know we we do adapt really quickly and we do just kind of like get on with it and find ways of coping Mm. um but aside from all of the obvious kind of like sort of not so good things i think there have been a lot of positives as well i mean certainly for me i think i've become a lot more comfortable in my own company you know and i've started to really appreciate that and just having to sort of let go, just let go of knowing, you know, yeah. there's so much uncertainty. And, and you know, I think most of us, one of the difficulties is that I think most of us thought that we, that things would be kind of different by now and they're not, you know, yeah. and then we thought we'd be having a certain type of Christmas. And for many people, it's just not that because like yeah. you say, it's been changed again at the last minute and it's just all of these um, the goalposts keep getting moved and that's just then forcing us to almost surrender a little bit and say look we just what can you do you've just got to take it day by day and just slow down and simplify and be thankful for the small things yeah. exactly that I think I'm not saying that because obviously there is a lot of uncertainty but there is positives like you said from in uncertainty yeah so the uncertainty can sometimes be a good thing we just have to train ourselves to look for it yeah because we're not adept at it we we, we worry and we like the we like the the security and the familiarity but we have to train ourselves to look for the beauty and insecurity yeah and embrace it yeah yeah Do you know what what i've realized lately i think certainly for me a lot of the kind of pain comes from this idea of what I think I should be doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I should be doing this and I should be at a certain phase in my career or I should be um, a certain way as a parent or, and then of course you get, you start to compare yourself to other people and where they are. And and I think that one of the positives about this situation that we find ourselves in is that A, it's kind of like leveled the playing field so we we are all kind of in a very similar situation and so there's less opportunity to sort of look at other people and feel that you should be doing something that that they're doing because yeah. no one's doing anything if that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and the other thing you know we've just got to kind of let go and just do what we can when that's we it. can that's it it's an interesting time how do you you work in physical fitness right how do you, a lot of people's way of switching off from the time that we're in at the moment is to go for a run or to go to when the gyms are open to go to the gym, but that's your job, right? So how do you, how do you switch off at the end of a day when your day has been helping other people with their physical fitness? What do you do to switch off? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> I exercise, like you say, it's always been a really big part of my life and it, it's always kind of been like a hobby, but now that I'm doing it as a job, um, so, for example, I've always really enjoyed doing yoga to kind of de-stress and and relax. But now that I'm teaching yoga, it, it kind of I still love it and I still enjoy it. But if I'm doing it, I'm tend to be kind of like either furthering my own my own knowledge and skills or planning my sessions, which is yeah. is all well and good. But it's not really sort of helping me to switch off. So there's a couple of things. So I always like to have like a new challenge that I've got planned um so next year I'm planning to do a bike ride 
um, quite a long bike ride. And bearing in mind that I haven't ridden a bike since I was, I don't know, 12, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's quite, I mean, I, I can ride a bike. At least I think I can ride That's a positive. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be interesting. But that's quite nice because it's something that, um, you know, there's obviously a bit of planning and preparation and, and yes, there is a lot of training involved, but it's something completely different yeah, to what yeah, I'm yeah. used to doing. But the other thing that I've started doing recently, which I actually was inspired by, um, you had a guest on, I can't remember his name, but he does, he makes music. He's Jamie Sharp. Yeah, and I know you do something similar, don't you, Scott? Mm. Yeah, not daily. Yeah. but So yeah. I was quite inspired by that. And being in the, the position that I'm in, you know, at home on my own a lot of the time, two young children but I don't really I don't have another adult here to kind of like offload to at the end of the day and sometimes that's really important just being able to talk and um just say stuff out loud or just someone to share those kind of little decisions that you're faced with on a day-to-day basis um so I've actually started doing a video diary oh brilliant that's amazing yeah that's amazing Um, and that's been really really interesting so um obviously we're all getting really used to talking to screens and and, you know and and that's what I do with my my work as well but it's just been like creating a a space for myself where I can just sit and maybe you know it's it's just for me really so it doesn't matter what I say um and it's really not so much to talk about what I've done but more to talk about how I'm feeling yeah and like I said to just say things out loud and just kind of like hold some space for myself and have that time and I've kind of said I'm going to try and do it every every day like maybe for a year I don't know I'll see yeah. but so far I've been doing it for a couple of weeks and and it's just been really good really good yeah brilliant I idea that. yeah I genuinely because I, I, I do make YouTube videos people do like daily vlogs and like the what's the word the commitment to keep yeah. it up to keep going for that it is a challenge, but it's worth it in the end. Yeah, it pays off. Yeah, it's like it's like journaling. It's like you're doing a, a modern form of journaling, and that is a exactly, you know, yeah. yeah a proven a proven and respected form of processing stuff. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. Just... And I've never been very good at journaling because my hand gets tired after a while writing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and somehow it doesn't seem the same if you type it. And honestly, you've got to do it in like a like a leather bound diary or something, haven't you? <laughs> exactly. You can peel the pages apart in 40 years and blow the dust <laughs> off and go, did I really write that then? Yeah. Crikey. Oh, what a lovely idea. Oh, I'd lose my pen every day. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 Lucy, some absolutely lovely stuff in there. Thank you so much. Should we move into a section that I think is quite important at this point? When we're looking at you know how we can um, understand ourselves a little bit more and how we can make those decisions, but sometimes we talk ourselves out of those decisions. You've made some big ones, Lucy, as a consequence of you know some of the experiences that you've had. Yep. Have you developed an awareness of who we lovingly call Scott? Mr. Whitfield. Mr. Whitfield, exactly. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> oh, you're giving it a Matrix reference there, I like that. Yeah, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Whitfield. <laughs> so, um, are you familiar with the concept of Mr. Whitfield, Lucy, that we invented as part of this podcast and we're running with it each week? I am indeed familiar with the concept of Mr. Whitfield and I was absolutely thrilled when I received my mug Oh. And realised that it had on the other side, what would Mr. Whitfield do? Which is a brilliant reminder to me throughout my day. Ah, I so, I'm a big fan of Mr. Whitfield. Are you? Tell us, tell us more about Mr. Whitfield, because he's, uh, he's, he's just hovered into our room now. Shall we explain yeah. who uh, he is? Yeah, oh. let's do it. There <laughs> we go. This is what Mr. Whitfield is all about. If you've not heard it before. Yeah, any new listeners, Mr. Whitfield in short, is basically another perspective. Yes. Crikey, you've nailed that now. <laughs> it's taken a while. It's taken um, series stopped. one and six episodes of season two. Yeah, I've stopped beating around the bush about it now. <laughs> it's, it's another perspective. Another perspective. Yeah, and yeah. how you look at something else or Lovely. something you're going to be doing. Okay. So you ask yourself, what would Mr. Whitfield do? And put yourself in that person. Thing, in shoes, that perspective, yeah, in that perspective. Person shoes. yeah, yeah, and just make sure that what you're doing is right, okay, kind of thing. Love it, love it. Is that your take, Lucy? 
Yeah, pretty much. So I could take. Yep. So tell us more about your your experiences of Mr. Whitfield then. Okay, story. so do you want to know who my Mr. Whitfield is? Yes. If you want to tell yeah. us, we're all ears. <laughs> we are all ears. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to call my Mr. Whitfield Pamela Whitfield. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're familiar with, have you seen the TV show Better Things? No. Better Things. I've Better seen things. it pop up on my Netflix. Is it on Netflix? No, uh, on one it's on iPlayer. It's on the, iPlayer. I've seen it pop up, but I've not seen I've not watched it. Oh, it's so good. I'm fishing in the dark now with this. (laughs) (laughs) So um, there's an actress called Pamela Adlon. Okay. And she plays a character in Better Things. um, And she is my, she's my Mr. Whitfield. And so Better Things is like a sort of autobiographical drama slash comedy about her life. Um, And so she's an actress in, in LA and she's got three girls, three daughters. Yeah. Two of them are teenagers, one of them's a little bit younger. And it's just brilliant. I mean, she's just like so real and kind of like down to earth. And right. and it's one of the few shows that really sort of conveys what it's like to be a parent right. you know, in quite a realistic way. And I love that about it. And and what I love about her character is that she she kind of like embraces who she is, like her imperfections as much as anything else and she kind of has that kind of so what attitude Love you know it. and just um and I'm, yeah so it's like if I'm ever kind of like maybe overthinking something or worrying about something that I know isn't really a big deal or you know those kind of thoughts I always think I do actually think to myself what would what would Pamela Whitfield no one has ever given him or her a first name no I don't think they have no, oh. no, Pamela. So, how do you? You said something that interesting, then, right? You know, when I know when I'm overthinking, and I will go right. What would Pamela Whitfield do in this situation? I love the fact that she's got, I've got like. Has she got a perm? No, she hasn't got a perm, unfortunately. Right, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I visualise in her now because I'm quite visual in like a perm and big horn rim glasses, a bit like a Deirdre Barlow. Horn rim, like big thick glasses. Oh, I, yeah. I was like big star glasses. Oh no, that's Dame Edna. Uh. But, um, but you know, a bit, a bit like, yeah, a bit like, um, yeah, do do that. I'm anxious, Ken. Ken, I'm anxious. <laughs> you know, off Coronation Street. <laughs> Ken, I'm anxious. I wonder what her Mr. Whitfield would do. Ken, <laughs> I'm anxious, Ken. So, um, so I, I'm, I'm visual, visualising Pamela Whitfield looking a little bit like Deirdre Barlow, but she doesn't. No, not at all, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but my question was before I de- <laughs> before I deviated into my visual perspective, um, you, you said right when I'm overthinking. How do you how do you know when you're overthinking? How do you know when that's going that's on? That's a good What's, question, actually. How do you how do you know when it's happening? <laughs> well, for me, I know because I be- I'm becoming stressed. You know, I, I can feel my my sort of body changing, and I'm I'm getting anxious, and I'm going round and round in circles um and yeah i think for me it's like your body tells you basically yeah it's definitely a, a, a very physical response so it's that ability to read those physical signs isn't it yeah that's a part of it and yeah. that's another reason why i do what i do because exactly. it's very much about that kind of connection with the body um and and getting to know your body so that you can recognize those um signs brilliant Brilliant. Because mm. we say, don't we? Yeah, I, I'm overthinking. But how how do you how do you recognise that? Yeah, I guess people will be different, won't they? Mm. Yeah, I guess stress kind of is a big one. The two things are so intricately linked, aren't they? The yeah. mind and the body are so intricately linked, and the yeah. body is our best compass. Yeah, it will it will tell us what's going on if we actually stop and listen to it and allow it to tell us. But sometimes we don't allow it to tell us. We just plow on, don't we? Yeah. And our body's there screaming at us, going, "Just ease off a bit. Stop." Exactly. But then you go, nope, because yep. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. Yeah. I'm anxious, Ken. Ken, I'm anxious. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Pamela Whitfield. What would she say about this year? If you were sat there reflecting on 2020 now, what would Pamela say? What would Pamela say about this year? I think she would just embrace it, you know, just embrace it all of the sort of perceived negative elements of it and just kind of like make the best of it, you know, just do the best you can with a bad situation. There you go. We've probably all learnt more this year 
than we have in a lot of the past years. Absolutely. I think so. I think if you could glue together all the little bits of insights all our Mr Whitfields have given us so far, it would be a combination of things like just declutter a little bit, simplify it a little bit, listen to your body, it's your compass, uh, embrace it, accept it, don't fight it. Um, there's all those different insights that everybody's given us. Yeah. Uh, lovely. Thank you very much, Lucy. And thank you, Pamela, as well, um, as she rides off in the distance. What's her chosen method of transport? I was going to say what she yeah. rides Yeah. <laughs> how, how would, if Pamela was to exit the scene now, what would be her chosen method of transport? Oh, I don't know. I could imagine her getting on a great big, like, Harley Davidson. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> Riding off down Route 66. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Oh, thank you. I love Pamela. She sounds ace. <laughs> Where should we go next, Scott? Uh, listener comments. Should we do that? Mm. Okay. Thank you, Lucy. Thanks for sharing your Pamela Whitfield. <laughs> listener comments. Um, we keep asking. We keep getting. We keep getting. Scott, do you want to start off this week? Yeah, Michael has been in touch and he says, thank you for your Christmas party episode this week, <laughs> last week to us. Yeah. Just what I needed and better than any office party I've ever been to, <laughs> ever in capital letters. <laughs> Keep up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> it was a random Christmas party, wasn't it? It was very random. And, uh, yeah, it probably was better than most office Christmas parties. <laughs> uh, any office Christmas party stories, Lucy? Careful. <laughs> oh, of these Christmas parties. Oh, can I, I can't remember any of them. There you Everybody. go. We'll leave that one where it is then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've had a message in from Cara. Remember, Cara a few weeks ago wrote to us. Yeah. She's a local author from Holmes Chapel. Yeah. What else happened in Holmes Chapel? Harry Styles was born there. He was, exactly. In the Costa Coffee. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Right. <laughs> and, and Cara's published her first novel and she contacted us through the Effective Directories, who we work with this year. They're our sponsor this year. She sent us a lovely long email really opening up about stuff. And I'm happy to confirm, actually, that Cara is going to be joining us in a future episode. Um, and in arranging that, uh, we've been sorting out logistics of dates and all those sorts of things like you have to. And we know that at the moment, it's a nightmare, isn't it? Because everything's changed with Christmas plans and all that. It's all been thrown, you know, a curveball at the last possible minute. Yeah. So Cara's facing a bit of a dilemma at the moment as well, logistically. And uh, she said, um, end quote, we're still trying to work out how to get the hamster on two trains to spend Christmas with my mum. It's currently work in progress, but hopefully we can rely on Northern Rail to get Marcy Pan. That's the name of the... Is that the name of the hamster? That's the name I was trying. I was reading it and I was yeah. trying to... I couldn't figure it out. To get Marcy Pan <laughs> home for Christmas. I mean, if that's not if that's not a saga, <laughs> I don't know what is. Do you have to buy a hamster a ticket? I, I, I don't know. We'll have to ask her when she comes in. <laughs> I don't know. Well, someone's going to have to... Be with the hamster. I can't, I'm sure it's not able to transport itself. That'd be that'd be impressive. Like Stuart Little. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like little Stuart Little just sat. Get your tickets. Have you got your tickets, please? Would he have a little, a like, little hamster mask on <laughs> and a little car, a little diddy car, <laughs> a little mini mask for a hamster? So, um, so there's a little there's a little hamster called Marzipan somewhere on the Northern Rail network. <laughs> Trying to get his way back to Holmes Chapel. <laughs> oh dear, we're going to have to ask. We're going to have to ask about that one. So uh, we're a bit light on list of yeah. comments. This week we've got because, one more. Oh, go we've on. Got one from oh, James. Oh, go on then. He said uh, he's found us on Apple Podcasts. Oh yes, lovely. Thank you, James. The Christmas party episode was the first one he listened to. Oh right, and okay. he's he's gone off to buy a UFO detector. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's this is what that podcast has come to that's yeah <laughs> that's amazing so um Lucy just in case you missed the Christmas party podcast extravaganza last week we had a little episode of um guess the item from the reviews from Amazon and um one of the items that was reviewed was a UFO detector <laughs> I didn't know such a thing existed <laughs> did oh, I? amazing yeah. what does it look like I don't um, know. I, 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 I couldn't find a picture. I don't know. That's a rubbish bit of information. <laughs> you have to ask James when he's going to find his. <laughs> so, James, will you write it again when you found it? I, 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 I see it a bit more Kamindi, a bit silver box, a bit mm. of big silver tinfoil box with two like, aerials sticking out of it. <laughs> That's how I see it. With ping pong balls on yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah, like a mash get smash advert. <laughs> how, would, how, how do you see it, Lucy? What would you, if you were to design a UFO <laughs> spotter? A UFO spotter. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you don't think you get asked that today, did you? 
No, I, I haven't prepped for that question. <laughs> no, no, neither have I. <laughs> you needed to give me a bit more, you know, a bit more time to come up with. Um, Just roll uh, with it. What, 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 what would Pamela Whitfield say? I reckon it would be um, like, do you remember those headbands that you put on? Oh, yeah. And they've got like the boingy sort of antenna <laughs> Things that come out. Is that similar to what you just said? Very, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we're drawing a picture of this now. <laughs> so they vibrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah, one up there. It's definitely something to be worn on the head, isn't it? I think it is. <laughs> but like a colander with yes. antennas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Brilliant. James, you'll have to send us a picture when you bought it off Amazon. <laughs> so uh, thank you, everyone, for our. They get more random every week. So this week we've got someone, somebody buying a UFO detector. Yeah. And we've got Marzipan Little trying to get home for Christmas. <laughs> and we've got Michael, who just said that Christmas episode was uh, genius. That's our random set of listener <laughs> comments. <laughs> Keep them coming in. Thank you very much. Where are we going next, Scott? Shall we talk about the sponsor? I think so, because one of those comments came from Cara, right? And we wouldn't have met Cara, and Cara wouldn't be coming in if she hadn't have seen us in the effective directories. Mm. And uh, they're our sponsor for this particular season, so who are they, Scott? The Effective Directories are a family-run business established for nearly 15 years. They produce five monthly magazines that are hand-delivered to over 46,000 homes in Cheshire, including Sandmatch, where we live, Scott, Holmes Chapel, where Harry Styles was born, Scott, Congleton, Winsford and Northwich. <laughs> the magazines feature adverts from local businesses and offer a range of low-cost, effective advertising plans to suit every budget. So with the ongoing, still ongoing impact of COVID-19, it'll be COVID-20 soon, on small businesses, now is the perfect time to let people know your business is still here. So give the effective directories a call on 01270 765 619 or visit the website at tedmags.co.uk and help you get your business let them help you get your business back on track. Yeah, you can help yourself if you want, <laughs> but these will help you as well. So uh, thank you very much for that. Thanks to the Effective Directories. Thanks for your continued support. We really appreciate it. And they do an amazing job, don't they? Have we got some good news? We have, yes. We've got, well, so we've got some very important news. But, uh, yeah. We have, Lucy, a very, very, very important news section to just kind of span or scan the world and see what's going on out there, right? Because we get a bit insular, don't we, these days? We look mm -hmm. at our four walls and not beyond. Yep. So um, we have a very, very important news section. And it goes a little bit like this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We've made it festive this year. <laughs> so it's now, it's had a makeover. The very, very, very important news section is now the very, very, very festive news section. Yeah. And then we'll be back to normal. Yeah. So um, do you want to take us to the first one, Scott? Mm, yeah. Uh, this oh. is... Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Great. <laughs> this is um, a, good, a piece of good news from America. Would you like the headline? America. Um, if you would want, you, would if you like the bed? Go on then. Here we go. <laughs> so hundreds of neighbours have surprised a UPS driver with an emotional thank you. Oh. Because obviously we're all indoors, we're all doing things online. Are we? That means a lot of deliveries yep. over Christmas. So everyone on this kind of housing estate has come out and thanked this driver who's been like doing extra hours oh. delivering like over 200 parcels a day crikey to them it's a yeah so, it's a thankless task sometimes yeah. so they've got together as a community it's a nice news story isn't it yeah where was this mate uh this was in chesterfield county in virginia oh so there's pictures there the ups it's guys. a podcast mate y yeah but i'm yeah, I'm pointing. Yeah, at yeah I'm pointing at the screen. It's also it's still a podcast. <laughs> no, but there's pictures of like them all with out with banners and the uh, security guy. He's not a security guy. He's a UPS driver. <laughs> You've clearly researched <laughs> he, this. Um, he, he, no, I have. I don't know why I said security guy. Um, but he um, he's in tears and it's all very happy. Oh, it just shows, doesn't it? That just, a little bit of yeah, little things for things that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit of a thank you. Yeah. Oh. So that was that was that was one of the very very festive news features. Should we go for another one? Mm. Customer leaves five thousand six hundred dollar tip to split among restaurant staff for Christmas. How nice is that? That's cool, Lucy. 
Oh, nice wow, is that? that's amazing. That makes me think maybe I should get back into waitressing. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The staff at a restaurant, this is Ohio as well. A lot of this good news has come from the other side of the pond, right? We've yep. been scouring good news. It's almost like we're locked into a, a, a bit of a negative thing over here at the moment, mm. right? Yeah. A lot of the good news is coming from other parts of the world. We need to catch up on this, right? Yep. The staff at a restaurant in Ohio received an unexpected Christmas bonus from a customer. The guest who asked to remain anonymous was dining at the Souk Mediterranean Kitchen and Bar in Toledo on December the 12th when he left a $5,600 tip. How nice is that? That's amazing. There's a picture of it here. I know it's a podcast, but it's um, a <laughs> $5,600 tip. Uh, the guy who owns the restaurant, Moussa Salouk, he said, this really happened. He said, last night, one of our guests left a $5,600 tip to be given to all of our staff, whether they were working there that night or not. And it meant that each of our 28 staff members received $200 each. What an amazing gesture of kindness to my employees. That is amazing. Isn't it just? There's good people out there. There's really there good are. people out there. He's had a rough year this year, like everybody. You know, he, um, he opened up his restaurant in October 2019. But like many others, he's been struggling to keep it open because of this flipping pandemic, right? Um, and someone has just gone in, had a lovely little meal, and left, left a wadge of cash for the staff. How nice is that? It's nice to know that there are. Still some good people out there. There are. What do you think, Lucy? I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Really, really lovely, lovely gesture, like you say. Isn't it? We've made it all festive this year, this time. That's the very, very important... Scott's got his bells now. too loud, Very, very important news feature, which we made festive just for this week, because... We need a little bit of cheering up. We do. And there's good people out there, so they should be celebrated. But 2021 is round the corner, and it's all going to be okay. It is. Eventually. Eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed, we hope. (laughs) Lucy, we need your services now. We've got a very important section coming up. And you were the recipient of a a mug a few weeks ago. I was indeed, So now you've got to repay us, because we've got this very important section, and it's called... So you want a new mug... Have one on us, which Scott has abbreviated to Swanhamus. Oh, well out of time. I was waiting for you to take the volume down. <laughs> we don't normally get this far in. No, we don't. It's a very long... Yeah, it's about four minutes this bad. Yeah, take it out. So, we put this together a few weeks ago, um, asking people for good news stories, and they come in. Mm-hmm. We've got three this week, Scott. Yep. So um, we've got a message. Uh, do you want to read the first one? I'll play the message and then I'll read the third one. Yep. So the first one is from Jenny and she says, hard news is really good to find these days, which we've already spoken True. about on um, this podcast. Uh, she says, so thank you for seeking it out. My good news is that after being made redundant from my job in retail in a, f- a few weeks ago, I've been offered a new job working in customer services for an or an online store. Oh, so I'll be starting in January. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, just wanted to say thank you and wished and wish everyone a much better 2021. Oh, well done, Jenny. Yeah. That is good news, isn't it? Lucy, what do you think of that? That's brilliant. Excellent news. Very good. So, that was entry number one for So You Want a New Mug, Have One of Those, Jenny. She lost a job, she's got a job. That's good news, isn't it? It's very good news. Well done, Jenny. Proud of you. Next one is from Paul, and Paul has left us a voicemail message. Paul was a previous guest from Restoke yep. from season one. Yep. Paul left us this message. Hi, guys. It's Paul here from Restoke. I'm just getting in touch to share some good news with you. Now, of course, we've not been able to bring people together to sing and dance this year, and we've not felt like the most useful people. But in the background, we've been plotting and scheming. And this week... We were awarded funding from Arts Council England, which will mean we can renovate a beautiful ballroom, which is situated in Fenton Town Hall in Stoke-on-Trent. And we aim to have completed the restoration works uh, late spring 2021, and we will be ready to throw the doors open to all of you and uh, sing and dance together once more. So really happy to receive this news and really happy to share this news with you guys and everyone listening. 
Brilliant. See you soon. Cheers, Rob. Amazing, Paul. Thank you so that's much. Awesome. That is a bit of awesome news, isn't it? Lucy, what do you think? Yeah, that does sound like, it sounds really exciting, doesn't it? It's not easy getting funding for anything these days. And, no. uh, you know, to get funding to renovate an old hall like that and to put it in as a community arts centre yeah. and to get life back into, you know, what is a, you know, a struggling part of the world at the moment. Um, there's not a lot of funding around that part of the world. And that is amazing news. So thank you very much for that, Paul. That is the second entry. So you want a new mug? Have one on us. We've got a bit of funding. Scott? Yes. Simon. Do you want to pick up the third one? He says, very simply, I've got a new fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Does he add anything? No. An exclamation mark. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's four. That's generous. (laughs) He's very excited about his new fridge. Isn't he just? He's a man of few words. Uh, I've got a new fridge. That was it? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> right, okay. So I think we should summarise this. Lucy, we need to call on your services in a minute because you're going to vote for one of these. Okay. So this is So You Want A New Mug, Have One On Us. It's not easy getting good news out of people these days, but we do our best. Number one, Jenny. She lost a job in retail a few weeks ago in lockdown, but she's been offered a new job working in customer services for an online store. She's starting in January and she says in capital letters, yeah. That's amazing. So uh, she just wanted to say thank you and wish everyone a much better 2021. That's Jenny. Second one, Paul. We secured some funding to renovate um, an old place in Stoke and bring it in as a community arts centre. That is a wonderful piece of work. And we've got Simon who says very simply, I've got a new fridge. There you go. (laughs) So um, we've got a big decision to make. We've got to decide who wins this week's mug. We're going to fire over to Lucy our guest, to place her first vote, or her vote. Lucy. Okay, so obviously I'm I'm highly qualified for this role. <laughs> um, a winner. So, sorry, what was the name of the guy in the fridge? Oh, Simon. So, Simon, I'm, I'm very pleased for you and your new <laughs> fridge, but you need to put a bit more effort into the delivery. <laughs> you know, we need a little bit more, like maybe what you've got in your fridge. <laughs> what make a fridge? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to go with him. Oh. Uh, Jenny, I think it's fantastic that you've got a new job and congratulations. That's brilliant. But I am going to go with the, was it Dave? Paul. Paul. Paul, sorry, Paul. <laughs> I think that's brilliant news. And it just sounds like that's going to benefit a whole community for, exactly. for years and years to come. So that's that's my that's where my vote is going. Thank you, Lucy. So that's one vote for Paul. Scott? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Because being involved in like, music is not arts as such but being involved like live music i think that's one of the areas that is struggling the most i think yeah so that's two votes for paul yeah that so it looks like paul has won um i'll do the what they do on strictly you know who who would you have voted for anyway yeah oh simon definitely simon all the way (laughs) i mean you can't pick a new fridge i got a new fridge a couple of weeks ago you did yeah Yeah, so uh me and simon have bonded over a fridge (laughs) Don't even know who he is, but he's got a new fridge. <laughs> so my vote goes to Simon, but the winner of this week's mug, deservedly so actually, goes to Paul for securing funding for an art centre like that and to renovate an old, beautiful old building. Yeah. is a real task. And, uh, you know, that's that. a well-deserved, well-deserved mug. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a mug. Brilliant. Paul, you need to send us your address and we will we will send a mug to your shiny front door as soon as we possibly can. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you, Lucy. You're welcome. How's your mug holding up? It's great. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, I've, I think I've already told you how much I love my mug. You have? Yeah, we just thought we'd ask again to see if it's <laughs> yeah, still there. I still love my mug. I, I, in fact, as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go and make myself a cup of tea. <laughs> Without a doubt, that's my next port of call. <laughs> Oh, that's good to know. That's good to know. And on that note of finishing, I think we probably, I think we are. Yes, I think we are. I think that's brought us to the end of a lovely episode. And the end of 2020. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Goodbye, 2020. (laughs) Wave it off. Never to be seen again. Yes. Bye. Put that one in history. Crikey. (laughs) Bring on 2021. So... We will be back in 2021, won't we, Scott? We will, yeah. Whether you like it or not, we're sticking with it. <laughs> so um, how do people get in touch with us, Scott, yes. if they wanted to during 2021? 
You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at All About the Doubt, on Twitter at All About Doubt, and give us an email. Give us an email. Give us an email. Send us an email yeah. at All About the Doubt at gmail.com. Perfect. Uh, and please do. Um, we get a lot of things in and we. we put them straight back out there and yeah. it's lovely to get everything in that we get in so yeah. please keep writing to us please keep getting involved because we love it so uh, there's lots and lots of ways to do that lucy i think it's just our time to say thank you to you for joining us this week oh you're very welcome and thank you thank you for having me it's been wonderful i've really thoroughly enjoyed it so thank Aww. you Thank you for coming on. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for putting your time aside. I do appreciate it. You're busy. You must be busy. You will be busy into 2021. I'm absolutely certain of that. Thank you. All good, Scott? Yeah, are you? I'm all good. Excellent. We're going to have a little bit of a Christmas break. Yeah. We'll be back in the new year. We will. So uh, I think our guest next time might be Cara. So we can find out a little bit about Marzipan the hamster. (laughs) I'm intrigued. We'll leave it hanging. (laughs) We'll see you very, very soon. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much, everybody. Thanks again, Lucy. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Banter. 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 (laughs) Okay. Um, All aboard the banter bus. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? (laughs) I don't know. (sighs) Right. Um...